Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Autosphere Disabled. I'm your host, Caleb Center. And this is me, Trevor King Thick. And today, we're talking about one of the... Uh, what, what, what would I call it? The red-headed stepchild of all video game companies. The dumbest of the dumb. Bethesda. No, we haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 man. Th- think Eastern. Eastern? Yeah, e- Eastern. Huh. And, and and crappy. Konami. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Konami. Now you may be wondering why I'm so uh, uh I guess you could say doll crapping them so bad. It's just the fact that they um well they they don't really make games anymore. And uh Funnily enough, this this episode is happening after the fact that they have released the Silent Hill transmission thing that they called it. Yeah. And, uh, re- you know, re- revealed like four different Silent Hill projects. Uh, also, funnily enough, none of them are being developed by Konami, thank God, because there's no telling how bad it would be. <laughs> yeah, without Kojima, Konami is just not konami then again i mean i have my own hot take on that i don't i don't really know if i would have even liked a silent hill made by kojima so (laughs) (laughs) but that's i'm just gonna leave that that one in the air you know i ain't gotta talk about it because it never happened so (laughs) (laughs) but you know it would be weird as shit yes even though silent hill in and of itself is I, it's never I really been I weird. Say, I wouldn't say it's weird. It's never been weird. It's always been its own kind of its own kind of beast. Yeah, I, I would definitely not say that. Like Silent Hill has never been weird. No, like I mean, it's been out there. Oh yeah, I mean, but, but I wouldn't call that weird. To me, that's what made it so good, though, was that it was so far fucking fetched. It was just because <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was pretty much in its own league. Because, I mean, you know, like, Resident Evil was mostly just zombies. Mm-hmm. And then Silent Hill was just like, you know what, fuck that. Let's just do this really creepy shit. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway. So on, if you want to talk about weird, that would be... Uh, Metal Gear? Yeah, Metal Gear's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Metal Gear is weird. Um, I've had people argue me to me that Devil May Cry is weird. It is weird. It's not that weird. It's absurd, but not weird. That's still weird. I know. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's like saying, that's that's like saying, oh, I'm hurt versus, like, oh, I don't have a fucking limb anymore. No, see, see, DMC is like badass weird. Okay, it's not like you know weird for the sake of being weird. You you know, watching Dante skateboard on a fucking missile is. <laughs> <laughs> But to me, it works at Devil May Cry because they're not normal. Oh yeah. No so it it like gives it gives you some kind of a way to gauge how strong they are. Yeah. We're off topic. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the Konami Group Corporation is a Japanese entertainment conglomerate and video game company. Not so much the latter anymore these days. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to being a video game developer and publisher, <clears throat> it also produces and distributes trading cards, anime, uh, I'm going to mispronounce that, tokusatsu, yeah, and then pachinko machines, uh, slot machines, and arcade cabinets. 
Uh, Konami has casinos around the world and operates health and physical fitness clubs across Japan. Hmm. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Japanese Yu-Gi-Oh players are more fit than American Yu-Gi-Oh players. <laughs> I'd probably I'd say so. <laughs> it's like, man, you can come in for your physical fitness and play a car game. <laughs> <laughs> dueling on a treadmill. <laughs> they have special treadmills built just for dueling on the mm-hmm. treadmill. It's just like like a little table. <laughs> 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 like a dual disc, basically. <laughs> it's like, oh, you ran a mile. You get 2,000 life points now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it seems you up the speed. I guess you get another free normal something. <laughs> uh, Konami's video game franchises include <clears throat> excuse me, Metal Gear, Silent Hill, Castlevania, Contra, Frogger, Tokimeki Memorial, Paradisia, Paradius, yeah, Parodius, my bad. I, I'm telling you, man, I can't read for the crap. Gradius, or Gradius, whichever way you pronounce it. Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Suikoden, and Pro Evolution Soccer. <laughs> Additionally, Konami owns uh, B- Bamani. Wait, they do Pez? Yes. Huh. I, I didn't know they did Pez. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they know they own uh, Bomani, known for the Dance Dance Revolution and Beat Mania, as well as the assets of former game developer Hudson Soft, uh, known for Bomberman, Adventure Island, Bonk, and Star Soldier. Damn, dude just needs to get a better wife. Yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, Konami is the 19th largest game company in the world by revenue, and Konami also publishes the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game, which we just you know, kind of made jokes about. But <laughs> uh, the company originated in 1969 as a jukebox rental and repair business in Toyonaka, Osaka, Japan, uh, by Kagemasa Kozuki, uh, who remains the company's chairman. The name Konami is a uh, poor montio of the names of three founding members, uh, Kagemasa Kozuki, uh, Yoshinobu uh, Naka, Nakama, yeah, Nakama, Jesus. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Japanese names be getting me when I try to say them fast. And Tatsuyo Miyasako. <laughs> so basically, all that word means, which I probably mispronounced because you know it's the only like I can't think I couldn't think of another word for it. I just looked up what the meaning of it was, mm-hmm. but you know, portmanteau or whatever. I'm assuming it's French. <laughs> I suck at French. That's probably some French shit. But anyway, what all that basically is, is they took the first two letters of uh, all their last names and then put them together and then made the word Konami. <laughs> I mean, hey, if it works, it works. I mean, yeah. Uh, Konami is headquartered in Tokyo. Uh, and in the United States, Konami manages its video game business uh, from Aviation Boulevard, California, and its casino gaming business from Paradise, Nevada. Uh, its Australian gaming operations are in Sydney, and as of March 2019, it owns 22 consolidated subsidiaries around the world. Uh, so the history. Uh, now, we, we don't really have, let's say, uh, a lot for Konami, just because, you know, they, they made games for like 20 years. <laughs> I know that's like a really bad, like, understatement of it, but... Like, uh, what what year did they really just stop making games? 
Probably like after the 2010s or so. I'd probably say like Metal Gear 5, really. Yeah, but like even before that, they were slowing down and like not really making much. Yeah. But. Say it's, it's like, it's been primarily like Metal Gear and, uh, well, and Silent Hill, but like Master Duel as well. Yeah, but I mean, I don't really count Master Duel as a game game. It's just. I mean. It's just a trading card game for your console or whatever you're playing it on. Yeah. But, like, because I think the last Silent Hill, excluding the PT demo, really, was like Downpour, if, yeah, I, like if I remember correctly. And that was eons ago. Yeah, that was that was that was many a moon ago. And then Metal Gear Solid Five had a whole bunch of controversy and crap wrapped up in it, which we will be going over. We'll be going over those controversies because they're kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, we, we don't have a lot to go off of because we're mainly going off, of course, the history of their you know video game development and the start of the company. We're not going to go into the whole uh, business practices of the company because that shit's boring and we don't care about that because we're a video game podcast. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, the company was founded on the 21st of March, 1969, and was officially incorporated under the name Konami Industry Company Limited. <laughs> uh, Konami uh, Kogyo Kabushiki Gaisha in Japanese. <laughs> Uh, on 19th of March, uh, 1973, the company's founder and chairman, Kagemasa Kozuki, also known as Kaz Kozuki, <laughs> uh, ran a jukebox rental repair business in Toyonaka, Osaka, before transforming the business into a manufacturer of amusement machines for video arcades. Uh, their first coin-operated video game was released in 1978, and they began exporting products to the United States the following year. Uh, Konami began to achieve success with arcade games in the early 1980s, starting with Scramble in 1981, followed by hits such as Frogger in 1981 as well, Super Cobra, also in 1981, Time Pilot in 1982, Rock and Rope in 1983, Track and Field, also in 1983, and Yi Air Kung Fu <laughs> in 1985. <laughs> Many of their early games were licensed to other companies for U.S. release, including Stern Electronics, Sega, and Gremlin Industries. Uh, they established their U.S. subsidiary, Konami of America Incorporated, in 1982. Uh, it was during this period that Konami uh, began expanding their video game business into the home consumer market, following a brief stint releasing video games for the Atari 2600 in 1982 for the U.S. market. Uh, the company released numerous games for the MSX home computer standard uh, in 1983, followed by the Nintendo Entertainment System, or NES, in 1985. Uh, numerous Konami franchises were established during this period on both platforms, as well as the arcades such as Gradius, or Gradius, however you pronounce it, I said that earlier, but Castlevania, Twin B, Ganbari, Goemon, uh, Contra, and Metal Gear, in addition to success with... Uh, hit licensed games such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, due to the success of their arcade and NES games, Konami's earnings grew from $10 million in 1987 to $300 million in 1991. Uh, the first TMNT game, uh, arcade game, my bad, in 1989 was Konami's highest grossing arcade game. That game was actually pretty fun, by the way. That new, that new uh, TMNT game that we have, was that Konami... 
No, I think that was a small developer that just wanted to make one that was like the old school beat 'em up TMNT game. Oh, okay. I think that's what because it, it, it. I don't remember Konami being on the any of the stuff for it. So I, I think I, I was think I think that's just a. I don't know if I'd say indie developer or if it's just like a a decently sized developer or something like that wanted to make one like that. I have no idea. I but, don't even know if it makes it. I don't remember the name of them either, but. Yeah, that, that I don't think it's made by Konami though, because I don't think like even though Konami made the game, I don't think they ever really had like rights over it. No, I don't think Konami has the rights over TMNT. No, 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 no. Like I, I don't mean like I mean like just the games though, not you yeah. know, the whole product. Because I know you know Sony owns Spider Man like outright. Yeah. So it's just. <laughs> God, you got me thinking. Who the fuck even owns Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I I have no clue. I mean, they've done collabs with DC a whole bunch. Like, they've done a shit ton of collabs with DC. I'm probably misremembering and talking out my ass right now. Was there a Ninja Turtles and Scooby-Doo episode? I feel like there might have been, but I, I'm probably wrong. I know there was a Batman and Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah, there was a Batman and Ninja Turtle thing, too. Yeah. I remember, I remember, like, what was it, like, like that picture out of the comic strip? It was like, this is where my parents died, Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit they did a collab with Power Rangers huh apparently they did so was it like the live action Ninja Turtles with the Power Rangers I doubt that oh man that, that would've, would've been great to see that would've been awesome I mean of course we know Batman uh we're trying to see the first meeting oh live action yeah had a live-action TV series titled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. These turtles join the Power Rangers in their fight against evil. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Sonic the Hedgehog. What? Yep. <laughs> well, we all know Injustice. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters. Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> the Archie comics. Well, that I can kind of see that. Yeah. Um, the Savage Dragon. Oh, it's that buff dragon dude that has, like, that huge fin on the top of his head. Oh, yeah. Here, look. You see that? Yeah. I've never known what his name was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh? Usagi Yojimbo. No idea what that is. I, I have no idea either. Anyway. The Flaming Carrot. So no Scooby-Doo. I'm probably misremembering, so... Uh, I'm getting there. Uh, nope. That, that. As far as I can tell, that's it. Uh, so, yes, uh, words were coming out of my butthole, yeah. uh, so to say. <laughs> uh, so, in June 1991, uh, Konami's legal name was changed to Konami uh, Company Limited, uh, and uh, their headquarters was relocated to uh, Minato... Uh, Tokyo in April 1993. Oh, I found out. It's Paramount. Oh, Paramount owns them. Okay. okay. Yeah, Paramount owns them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, because they used to be on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Nickelodeon's owned by Paramount? Yeah. Oh. It's called Nickelodeon Paramount. Oh. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know much. Yeah, <laughs> I, whenever it comes to little nitty gritty bullshit, I don't know. Uh, oh, well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the company started supporting the 16-bit video game consoles during this period. 
uh, starting with the Super NES in 1990, followed by the PC Engine in 1991 and the Sega Genesis in 1992. Uh, after the launch of the Sega Saturn and PlayStation in 1994, Konami became a business divisional uh, organization with the formation of various Konami Computer Entertainment subsidiaries, starting with KCE Tokyo and KCE Osaka, later known as KCE Studios. Uh, in April 1995, uh, followed by KCE Japan, later known as Kojima Productions, in April 1996. Uh, each KCE uh, subsidiary created different intellectual properties, such as KCE Tokyo's Silent Hill series and uh, KCE Japan's Metal Gear Solid series, uh, a revival of the Metal Gear series on the MSX. Uh, in 1997, Konami started producing rhythm games for arcades under the Bimani brand and branched off into the collectible card game business with the launch of the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game. Which, I think... I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think Yu-Gi-Oh! was a manga before Konami made the card game, right? I, I think so. And then, I mean, kind of like how... And then they made the card game, and then... No, okay, so I, it was a manga. I think the anime was out before the card game. Yeah, it's kind of like... Because, it's uh... For me to remember a that's why, I, like, a lot of the rules in the first Yu-Gi-Oh! series were, like... like, way different. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like with, uh... Like, I had trouble remembering a Pokemon was a game or an anime beforehand. I think it was a... Dang. Wasn't that what a manga first, too? Uh, come here, Google, first generation Because <laughs> I know they both have manga. I don't care about the games of the anime. The anime started in 97, one year after the original game release. Okay. So for that one, I guess, like, when did the manga start? Is there even a Pokemon manga? I think there is a Pokemon manga. I've never seen anything from it, if there is. Yeah. Originally published August 8th, 1997. So, after the anime, then. Pokemon first game release. That, that, that's not telling me nothing. <laughs> okay, so it was it was a game before it was anything else. Okay. I don't know about Yu-Gi-Oh, though. So, But I know that the anime was made before that. I think they made the card game, though. I think so, but the card game has been around forever. Well, I mean, the anime ain't really yeah. new, new. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I know, I'm just saying, like, like Yu-Gi-Oh's been relevant for a while. <laughs> and that was in, uh... That was in 97 when they launched the actual card game. I think the first Yu-Gi-Oh! series, like the Japanese version of it, was like late 80s, maybe, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I'm, I have no idea. I'm thinking off the top of my head right now. But we're off topic. <laughs> uh, in July 2000, uh, the company's legal English name was changed to Konami Corporation, uh, but the Japanese legal name remained the same. Uh, as the company transitioned into developing video games for the sixth generation consoles, they branched out into the health and fitness business, acquiring People Company Limited and Dai Olympic Sports Club Incorporated, which became Konami subsidiaries. 
Uh, in August 2001, uh, the company invested in another video game publisher, Hudson Soft, which became a consolidated subsidiary after Konami accepted a new third-party uh, third shares issued by them. Uh, in March 2006, Konami merged all their video game development divisions into a new subsidiary known as Konami Digital Entertainment uh, Company, or KDE. Uh, as the parent company became a pure holding company, their headquarters were relocated to uh, Minato, Tokyo in 2007. Uh, the absorption of Hudson Soft in 2012 resulted in the addition of several other franchises including Adventure Island, Bonk, Bloody Roar, Bomberman, Far East of Eden, and Star Soldier like we mentioned earlier. Um, in April 2015, Konami delisted itself from the New York Stock Exchange following the dissolution of their Kojima Productions subsidiary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a translated interview with uh, Nikkei Trendy Net, <laughs> published in the following month, <laughs> we don't want this much asshole here no more. <laughs> the newly appointed president of Konami's gaming division, uh, uh, Konami Digital Entertainment, uh, Hideki. Hayakawa, Hayakawa, yeah, my bad. Wait, so has Kojima been away from Konami that long? I thought that was more of a recent development. No, that was in 2015. I thought you said 2012. No, 2012 was the uh, whenever they absorbed uh, Hudson Soft. I thought you said that was the dissolution of... Uh... No, tw 2015 is when they delisted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, about to say, I mean, I know it... Happened a while, like a little bit ago, but I, I didn't realize it. Because okay. I think, like, wasn't five, like, around 2014, 2015 when it came out or something like that? Yeah, it was like an early like, PS4, early game? PS4, Xbox One game. Wait, is it on PS? Is it on Xbox? I'm not even sure. Are all the Metal Gears? Except for. <sighs> I don't think any of the older ones are on Xbox, if I remember correctly, but. I know Revenge. I know uh, Revenge is on Xbox. Well, that was made by Platinum, though. So. Yeah. But uh. Fuck if I know. But yeah. Uh, so the uh, Hideki ha Hayakawa announced that Konami would shift their focus towards mobile gaming for a while, claiming that quote, "Mobile is where the future of gaming lies." End quote. My ass. Cap. Cap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the trade name of the company was changed from Konami Corporation to Konami Holdings Corporation during the same month. Um, in 2017, Konami announced uh, that they would be reviving some of the company's other well-known video game titles uh, following the success of their Nintendo Switch ti launch title, Super Bomberman R. Uh, in early 2020, uh, Konami moved their headquarters to the uh, Ginza district, of Tokyo, which includes a facility for holding esports events as well as a school for esports players. You know, I try to think of a reason to shit on Nintendo any chance I get, but in all honesty, what you saying that like how is a game like that considered a hit? What Super Bomberman? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I hear about it, but like. To me, none of the Switch games have ever been, like, except for, like, Mario and Breath of the Wild. Like, those two, I, like, okay, let me exclude Breath of the Wild. Mario and Legend of Zelda. Those two IPs are literally what carries Nintendo. And I, Pokemon. Well, and Pokemon. I wouldn't even say Pokemon as much anymore. It's still really popular. Yeah. But... I think I think it mainly comes down to the fact that Bomberman is just like a classic game because I remember playing Bomberman on like the N64 and stuff like that. 
I just don't see how you consider something like that as a success unless your budget for that was like a million dollars and that was it. I don't know. I mean, it must have sold well if it was a success, so. Uh, I don't get it. Like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't get why people who own a Switch, well, first of all, I don't see why people own a Switch anyway because there's not really jack shit on there except for like two, like two games and that's it. And at that point, I, I still think it's stupid that some people are still, like, contractually obligate, uh, obligated to make Nintendo games only. Yeah. Like, if you if you branched out to other things, like, it, like as soon as you put your shit on the PS, like, on PlayStation or Xbox, your shit's going to be way better. Like, way more successful. Things are going to look prettier. Things are going to run better. I don't see why people, like, game companies are still limiting themselves to having to use and like that I'm pretty sure it's cheaper I mean I'm pretty sure it's cheaper to do it too but to limit themselves to shitty Nintendo consoles yeah if you if you could even consider you know I don't even consider the Switch console I don't I mean it's, it, it is it isn't it, but it, it is it, it's weird it, it is it isn't at the same time it's a, it's a glorified tablet with controllers on it I mean yeah I mean it's a gaming tablet it basically it's all like it buying is. a fucking Alienware iPad <laughs> not even that good. No. no, no I, my, my bad. I shouldn't even said alien layer. I should have been like Whalian air. No, I, 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 I will never understand why people consistently only release their shit for Nintendo. It, but then again, you have people who only own a Switch for some fucking reason that complain whenever big games don't get put on the Switch. I'm like, well, first of all, I mean, yeah, I understand money's tight. I, I completely understand that. Yeah. But for fuck's sake, I have a Series S, a PS5, and I, I used to own a Switch, but you know, that, that got that got, <laughs> that got cannibalized with my PS5, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it just takes time. Get a, get a fucking console. Go to a goddamn pawn shop, for fuck's sake. And I don't want to just say that because I work at one. You can get one for dirt fucking cheap. And there won't be any issues with it. Oh, there's a cigarette burn. Ooh. <laughs> I see that. We don't even take those in. If I see one has a cigarette, get that shit out of my fucking store. I think I think it's it's mainly just Japanese companies that are you know still just Sony's Japanese. I know, but Sony owns their own console though, so they're excluded from that bullshit. Well, fuck the other guys. They could. And then again, like I said, I'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with budget too. Have, I, I feel like it has to do with budget. It has to do with like contracts and stuff. Because I mean, imagine how much money. Nintendo can throw at a developer and say, hey, we'll throw this money to your way. Make your game only on the Switch. That's pretty much what happened with Monster Hunter Rise. That's basically all that ever happens. Yeah, and I don't fucking understand it because, like I said... It's just, it's just you know, companies, they want... They want I understand what they, like, like, whatever they, they can money. keep to themselves. Well, like I understand they want money, and of course Nintendo is the fucking stingiest of the damn bunch. But and, and that's and that that goes in like the whole Japanese culture thing of pride. Fuck that. Focus yeah. on money, bitch. You'll get way more money if you branch out. Fuck your pride. Which I mean, honestly, I'll suck a dick for fifty thousand. What do you mean? <laughs> Fuck my pride. Most of the. Uh... Like most of the games that are like Switch exclusive and all that aren't really all that to write home about anyway. I, I know and, I probably just hurt somebody's feelings, but it's true. And, I, and 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 you can't deny it. Whenever I say if if you you know you know they have the budget for Breath of the Wild to not do it strictly on the Switch, you know that bitch look 
hell, it, it looked good on the Switch. I guarantee you, if they put that on like a PS5 or like a X or like a Series S or X, it would look fantastic. And it would play fantastic. Yeah, you wouldn't have to sit there through a three-hour fucking loading screen because your Switch is like what? <laughs> trying, to do, trying to do the most minuscule task. <laughs> you know that. I know that Mario would look even more freaking. I almost said a racial slur. Italian. <laughs> but no, like. I just uh, I I just keep the, in the back of my head that that's never gonna happen. I, and I know it will never happen, <laughs> but people are so fucking stupid and full of pride to not realize that. Like you know for a fact, if they release Legend of Zelda on PlayStation and Xbox as well as the Switch, oh my god, at the fucking money they would make! Hell yeah! Oh my god, at the money they would make, it would probably fucking rival Elden Ring. <laughs> And that's not even cap. <laughs> I mean, you know that. Yeah, yeah. That's not even cap. You know it would, but they're like, meh. Like, if, meh. if Sony ever had the amount of money that they could throw at Nintendo to possibly buy Zelda... Dude, if Sony could buy Nintendo right now if they fucking wanted to. That's it, very true. But, like... <laughs> just just like, imagine. It's, it's, like, it's like you hear, oh, yeah, Halo bought the... I mean, not Halo. Sony bought the original Halo. They have Sony bought Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, not a specific company. No, they bought Nintendo. Like, if anything, they I feel like they, like it'd be a very smart business move for them to try and buy Zelda from Nintendo. Even though, I know, even though I know Nintendo would ask a... Stupid fucking astronomical price for that shit. What the hell? That be tree chinning again? Which is funny because like they would ask an astronomical price just because that's one of their two main franchises. But even though they don't give two rats asses about it, they make more money. Nintendo would come out ten times richer. Exactly, but they don't give a shit. One, they want to keep. They would. They would, They're going to want to keep it because you know it's this one of their bread butters. Yeah. You know, it's one of the only reasons Nintendo even still has a fucking name. And, and like I said, two. They they wanna they they they'd wanna hold on to it so hard, but the thing is they don't give a fuck about Zelda. And they only care about fucking Mario. Because like and just if you want a fucking if you don't think Nintendo doesn't care about Zelda, you want a fucking perfect example. You so you know how fucking Mario got a fucking three D triple pack. <laughs> it got the fuck it got fucking Super Mario sixty four, Sunshine, Sunshine and, Galaxy and Galaxy on a triple pack for sixty bucks. Remastered. 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 Is it remastered? I, I think the remastered like kind of upscaled a little bit. You know, better oh, okay. frame rates and shit. Okay. But on top, of that, but you know, what did Zelda get? A fucking game and watch. Oh, we man. got a singular piece of shit pocket console for Zelda. That didn't sell worth a shit. Hell no, it's a fucking game and watch. Who gives a shit about those anymore? Okay, yeah, you're going to fucking re-release it like in 2020, re-release a fucking pocket console that was popular in the 1980s because nobody knew what a fucking graphic was. Yeah. So I mean, it's like oh, a bit. How nice, <laughs> but. Oh, <laughs> Nintendo frustrates me so fucking much with their business models and everything. And just imagine how much bigger, like Breath of the Wild is already a big ass game. Imagine how much bigger it could be. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. I mean, hell, the fucking fan puts out more power. Or the fan on the PS5 puts out more power than what the fucking whole entire Switch does. <laughs> and, you, and one thing, I, and one thing I've said before, and you agreed with me on it. You could take a literal piece of dog shit, slap the Legend of Zelda on it, and people will eat it up. Just imagine if it had Sony written underneath it as well. 
That would be the next best thing says sliced bread at Elvis Presley. They'd be like, oh my god, it's dog shit, but it's got Legend of Zelda and Sony underneath it. Three billion dollars in the first month, right there. I mean, it would sell very well. <laughs> I don't, one thing I will argue, I don't want Mario on my fucking PlayStation. <laughs> I don't want that fucker on my PlayStation. Keep him a Nintendo exclusive. Hell, I'm not even... I'm advocating for this, and I don't even play Legend of Zelda. But I'm ad- like, I'm just saying, like, like it would be so much smarter. And hell, the gra- like I said, you could probably make the graphics like extremely like look re- realistic. But then again, like the whole cartoonish vibe has always been Legend of Zelda's thing. Yeah, other than you know, like uh, you know, Ocarina of Time and stuff like that, they were a little bit more towards realism. But then still again, stylized, but, but look- theirs is more like a fantasy cartoon. And I'm not yeah, saying, like, like, like Twilight like, Princess looked very anime, if I might. If, yeah, you know, like they're always going to stick with that more. It, it's stylized look, child friendly on the eyes. Yeah, type type look to it. Like they're never going to do anything like fucking hell let loose or anything like. Well, that. Well, I mean, like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask is probably their like darkest ones. In terms yeah, of like white looks, you know, I'm not even really talking about like themes or settings. I'm talking about just, no, I just mean like in terms of looks, like purely based off of aesthetic. Because I mean, dude, Doctor and Tom and Majora's Mask had like the fucking scariest looking redeads in the entire franchise. Like they look fucking horrifying. Yeah, but but it would just look so like everything would be so much better. Hell, Xenoblade, I wouldn't have to sit through a three hour loading screen just to on the Switch. Hell, I still want to play Xenoblade 3. I want to borrow your Switch. <laughs> but then again, I got other shit coming out, you know, like God of War. Yeah, which Modern comes War- out in like a couple weeks. Yeah, Modern Warfare 2. Oh boy, imagine if they have a switchboard of that. Woo! Valeria looked like a fucking sombrero with a modello. Dude, the damn, the damn cutscenes look like a PS1 D-make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would look like the fucking Bloodborne D-make that they did. But hey, that still looked good. <laughs> hey, Switch, step up your game. You got a fucking PS1 D-make that looks better than that shit. <laughs> anyway. Fuck Nintendo, I'm ending on that now. <laughs> so, uh, we ended off before that whole rant uh, talking <laughs> about how they had a facility for holding esports and a school for esports. Uh, but uh, so Konami announced a major re- uh, restructuring of Konami Digital Entertainment on 25th of January 2021, which included uh, included the uh, dissolution of uh, its project product. My bad, product divisions. <laughs> that whole rant just got me in a whole fucking state of mind, man. I was, you have no idea how fucking heated. How fucking heated I was getting about that shit, too. You could probably tell. <laughs> I sound like a broken record. I don't even like Zelda, but I'm advocating for that shit. I mean, it was just, oh my god, the benefits, oh my god. You have no idea how fucking fuming I was the day that they showed that shit. Oh, I don't blame you. It's like if they released the Mass Effect Legendary Trilogy on the fucking Switch. Oh, man. I would have took my Switch out of the fucking dock and shot it right there in the city limits. I would have took it outside and gave it the ye old Russian World War II treatment and said, go fuck yourself. I would personally, I would throw a pipe bomb at Japan from here. I'd be so fucking mad if that happened. First of all, I would threaten the lives of fucking Bioware and throw a pipe bomb at Nintendo. I would Shinzo Abe them. Rest in peace. Uh, but anyway, so it included the dissolution of its product divisions, <laughs> one, two, and three, 
to be uh, reconsolidated into a new structure to be announced at a later time. What, four? (laughs) (laughs) Konami affirmed this would not affect their commitment to video games and was only an internal restructuring. Oh, that was major (laughs) cap. That was a huge amount of cap. That was some bullshit is what that was. <laughs> it won't impact our development. What fucking development, first of all? <laughs> On July 1st, 2022, Konami changed their corporate name again from Konami Holdings Corporation to Konami uh, Konami Group Corporation. All right, so I got a question. Are we going to cover, like, Kojima shit in this thing, or are we, or are we going to do, like, Kojima separately? Uh, I, I, got a little, I got a little bit on the controversy. Okay, because I, I was wondering about that. Because, like, Kojima, like, what has Kojima really done outside of Konami? I know Death, Death Stranding is, like, the only thing I can think of. I, I'm not really sure. Cause I, 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 I think that's it. I've never really followed Ko, Kojima that much. I haven't so. either, but, like, I, I think after Kojima split, I think, and, you know, I, I might be wrong because I'm like, you know, I don't really keep up that much. I just see a bunch of funny memes about him online. Yeah. He's pretty based, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> I love his movie reviews. Yeah, they're pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I love when he doesn't like a movie. He just said, saw this movie. Yeah, <laughs> this is all he says. This, this indeed was a movie. Um, but, like, I can't think of anything he's done except for, like, Death Stranding, and that's it. Yeah, I can't really either. That's why I was wondering. And, like, Death, and one thing I'll say about Death Stranding, which I don't know if I've ever mentioned on the podcast or not... Gameplay is very bled. <laughs> I mean, very bled, but the story is, like, interesting. Like, I mean, it is extremely cool. Like, I'm going to have to sit down and watch, like, two hours of cinematics just to know what the fuck is going on. Because, <laughs> like, that game really does suffer from gameplay. Yeah. I would be, and you haven't even played it, but I... I I've just seen gameplay. I'm I, just I, like, this I, ain't I me. played it for, like, three hours. I think that's what my total playtime is. Literally, 90% of that was watching cutscenes. Granted, I enjoyed all the cutscenes I watched because they were really fucking cool. And it honestly was like a movie because of how... It was like it was like if M. Night Shyamalan made great movies. <laughs> that, that, that's what it was like. Cause it was that weird little twist to it. Yeah. But it was good. Which is, I guess I should just say a Kojima thing. But, damn, that did it suffer from gameplay, but... Like, story and everything, really fucking good. Um, Really interesting. So, video games for Konami. Uh, Major titles uh, include the action Castlevania series, uh, the survival horror Silent Hill series, uh, the action shooter Contra series, uh, the platform adventure uh, Gambare Goemon, the platform adventure Rocket Knight Adventures, the stealth action Metal Gear series, uh, the role-playing Suikoden series, the Bimani Rhythm Game series, which includes Dance Dance Revolution, Beat Mania, IIDX, um, Guitar Freaks, Drum Mania, and Poppin' Music, among others. Uh, Dancing with the Stars, uh, The Dating Simulation, uh, to- <laughs> to- to- Tokimeki Memorial Series, and uh, Football Simulation Pro Evolution Soccer, which we mentioned earlier, of course. Uh, Konami produced its shoot 'em up arcade games such as Gra- uh, Gradius, Gradius, whatever, Life Force, Time Pilot, uh, Gyrus or Gyrus, Parodius or Paradis, whatever, <laughs> Axelay, and Twimby. Uh, Konami's games based on cartoon licenses, especially the Batman the Anime series, 
uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Tiny Toon Adventures, and Animaniac series, but other American uh, productions like The Simpsons, Bucky O'Hare, G.I. Joe, X-Men, and The Goonies, and French comic uh, Asterix all have seen release at some point in the past by Konami, either by on arcades and or video game consoles. Uh, so, so what you're saying there, and I'm not entirely sure if I understood that, is that like Konami was basically the company that was making games out of TV shows. Most, the most, like a lot of them, they were doing some games for the TV shows and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I was wondering about that. Damn, that's got me thinking. What came first, the fucking comic books or the TV show for TMNT? No, I think it was the comic books. The comic books. Hold on, I'm saying they've been out since what, like the fucking like sixties? No, man. Well, I, no, I, no, I don't think it's the sixties because I know they had that that. Um, or am I wrong? I know they have like a noir Ninja Turtle thing. Yeah. To where like they have like a really weird animation style and everything is in like black and white. I I I don't know. Oh, uh, some cinematically styled franchises from Konami are, of course, Silent Hill and the Metal Gear series. And another successful franchise is Winning Eleven, uh, the spiritual sequel to International Superstar Soccer. And uh, in Japan, it is known for the popular... Oh, God. Jikyo Powerful Pro Yakyo uh, series, uh, baseball series, and the uh, Zone of the Enders games. <laughs> The company has picked up Saul from Brash Entertainment when the game's production had been suspended due to uh, financial issues. And Konami is known for its password, the Konami Code, which traditionally gives many power-ups in its games, which if you don't know what the Konami Code is, it's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start. (laughs) Uh, So, controversies. Here we go. Oh, no, there are different variations of it. There's BA Select Star, then there's just uh, Select Star. Yeah. But, you know, most of the time they're about the same thing. Yeah, it, it, it always consists of up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, something, something. Yeah. And then, like, Select Star. So, in terms of controversies, we got uh, a few to talk about, just because they were actually pretty, you know, big news in terms of gaming news. Uh, so silent, the first controversy is Silent Hills and uh, reduced video game development. We all know about that. Uh, silent Hills, uh, Hills with an S, uh, was set to be the ninth installment of the Silent Hill franchise and was abruptly canceled in 2015 without explanation despite the critical acclaim and success of PT, which was a playable teaser. Uh, hours after the announcement, Konami delisted itself from the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, Game co-director and writer Guillermo, uh, Guillermo del Toro, I always mispronounce his fucking name, uh, publicly criticized the cancellation as not making any sense and questioned uh, what he described as, quote, scorched earth approach to uh, removing the trailer. And due to the experience, uh, del Toro stated that he would never work on another video game. Oh, shit. That kind of blows. Yeah. Because del Toro, that fucker's brilliant. Uh, Konami Digital Entertainment CEO Hideki Hayakawa announced that with few exceptions, Konami would stop making console games and instead focus on the mobile gaming platform, a decision that was heavily criticized by the video gaming community. Uh, However, Konami UK's community manager Graham Day uh, has denied the claims that it was uh, exiting the console industry. Uh, The Kojima Productions controversy. Uh, On March 3rd, 2015... 
Uh, Konami announced that they would uh, be shifting focus away from individual studios, notably Kojima Productions. <laughs> Internal sources claimed the restructure was due to a clash between uh, Hideo Kojima and Konami. References to Kojima were soon stripped from uh, marketing material, and Kojima's position as an executive vice president of Konami Digital Entertainment was removed from the company's official listing of executives. Damn. Yeah. Later that year, Konami's legal department barred Kojima from accepting the award for Best Action Adventure for his work on Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain at the Game Awards in 2015. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. And when announced during the event, the audience booed in disapproval of Konami's actions and host Joff Knightley, uh, or is it Jeff? It's, it's spelled yeah. like G-E-O-F-F. I can't uh, remember. That, that, that's, that's more like Joff, like yeah. Joffrey. Yeah, Joff Knightley uh, expressed his disappointment in Konami's actions. After actor uh, Kiefer Sutherland accepted the award in Kojima's stead, a choir sang Quiet's theme from The Phantom Pain as a tribute to the absent Kojima. Kojima left Konami several days afterwards, reopening Kojima Productions as an independent company. So yeah, that's about what happened. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Oh, it's very fucked up. Like, like keeping him from getting an award for his game that he made under you, that you made money off of? Yeah. That's fucked up. That's like if this podcast takes off and then I shoot you. I'm like, hey, this is my podcast now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, get that fool. And, of course, the third, which is the third controversy, which is probably the worst controversy any video game company could have, and I never respect any of them that do this hardly. I don't know. Blizzard's pretty bad. <laughs> this is about along the lines of Blizzard. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think anybody at Konami raped people. Oh, yeah. No, not that far. <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't really respect Blizzard at all because no, of that. No, I, I've lost a lot of respect. And of course, like you, even Ubisoft and stuff has had like sexual harassment problems and everything like but that. Not as bad as Blizzard. No, Blizzard. I, I Blizzard's mean, the worst. I mean, hell, I, you, you don't know about it, but like there was a character in the game of Overwatch that had their name completely changed because he was named after one of the rapists. And everybody's like, "Why is his name different?" Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Well, because first of all, he was named after a rapist. Jesus. That's why he's known as Cassidy instead of McCree." Hmm. Yeah, he'll go to old cowboy. So, uh, in August 2015, uh, this controversy is about the treatment of employees and ex-employees, of course. Uh, in August 2015, the uh, Nikai criticized Konami for its unethical treatment of employees. Uh, in June 2017, the Nikai further reported on Konami's continued clashes with Kojima Productions, preventing the studio's application for health insurance, as well as Konami's actions in making it difficult for former employees to get future jobs. They are notably forbidden from mentioning their work with Konami on their resumes. What the fuck are they going to do about it? I don't know. I mean, they could sue. Yeah. Konami also started filing complaints against other game companies that hired ex-Konami employees, leading to an unspecified major game company uh, warning its staff against doing so. Uh, A former employee of Konami stated, quote, If an ex-Konami employee is interviewed by the media... The company will send that person a letter through a legal representative, in some cases indicating that Konami is willing to take them to court, end quote. What a piece of shit. Yeah, and they also pressured an ex-employee into closing their new business. Fuck that. So yeah, uh, Konami is a bunch of fucks. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm, you know, people might not be able to say, you know, they, they, you know let, me, let me get my thought out real quick, if I can think about what I was trying to say. Uh... You know, and, uh, like, you know, Japanese people could probably look at this and be like, oh, that's just how, like, 
Japanese business is probably. No! But that's fucked up, even if it is. Uh, it's like regardless of culture or anything it is, like completely, that's like some CIA level shit right there. Yeah. I would understand that if that was like CIA, it's like if you talk about this, we're going to ruin your fucking life. I mean, to me, even that's not under, it's understandable, but it's still stupid at the same time. Yeah. What happened there, that, that, that's just, that, that is just, that's abhorrent. Yeah. Is what it is. That, honestly, this CEO of Konami, and, you know, this is, saying this hypothetically, or not, not really in, in truth, <laughs> cough, cough, should have a pipe bombs delivered to his, to his mailbox. Yeah, you know, uh, possibly hypothetically speaking, might you know be nice to get fragged. You know, <laughs> you, you know if there was a, uh, you know, instead of an IRA, there should be a JRA, the Japanese Republican Army, <laughs> have you know like hypothetical car bombs and hypothetical it, locations for hypothetical. The, the whole the whole situation is just fucking stupid. It is, that especially was, with like Kojima and and that. It's just dumb that that to me if like if i left a job that for because they were shitty and then they went so far as to try and close down your own business close down my own business so pretty sure even blackmail me to not even talk about them in any way i would legit start a fucking riot over that like it I'm, no, fuck all that. You're not going to sit there and and act like you have a fucking leash and collar on me like that. Yeah. For one, you can go fuck yourself if you do. Two, I'll fucking shoot myself before I let anything like that happen. And three, I'd shoot you before I shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no. And I took that personally. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's dumb. And where where Nintendo are like kind of douchebags in terms of like the games themselves Nintendo, and how they handle them. Nintendo is just a bunch of douchebags. Konami. Are, Konami are actual assholes. Yeah, they're actual assholes. There's a big difference. Like I shit on Nintendo, like like you just heard probably about like what like ten minutes ago, but that's just because like 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 me and Caleb are saying we just think they're fucking douchebags. Who, who just need to be humbled. But with how they handle their games and shit. Yeah, Konami, on the other hand, they just need to be dissolved. Yeah. Entirely. Now, granted, I don't know how that's going to look for Yu-Gi-Oh! or anything, but, I mean, I'm pretty... I'm pretty sure that Yu-Gi-Oh! can still manage without Konami. Yeah. I mean, but... And, and you know what really, really irritates me is the fact that... I really want to play the new Silent Hill shit, but that involves giving money to Konami. But I thought it wasn't. I thought it didn't have anything to do with Konami. No, it has. It they're being they're not being developed by Konami. They're still being published by. They're Konami. still under Konami. Mm. Because Konami, of course, owns Silent Hill. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, they need to find a way to where that won't happen. Because, like, look at what Blue Point did with Demon Souls. Yeah. FromSoft's name isn't there. Yeah. But we all know it's a FromSoft property. Yeah. But their name isn't anywhere over there. But, I mean, Sony I mean, Sony was as, the publisher. As far as I know, if you looked at the case, which I don't have a physical copy of Demon's Souls, do you? No, you don't either. No. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I've never seen FromSoft anywhere, except for maybe in the description saying this is, like, Blue Well, Point. no, so FromSoft didn't have any, like, stuff with the remake. Yeah. But that's only because the fact that... Uh, the publisher of Demon Souls originally was just Sony. 
Oh, was it? Yeah, I think it was just Sony. That's why it was exclusive. Did, did Bandai have anything to do with that? I don't remember. I can't... I, I, I don't even have my hard case anymore for Demon Souls on PS3. Did you? No, no, you don't. Never mind. I was thinking of Dark Souls 1. Yeah, I, I still have Dark Souls 1, yeah. But then, like, you know, Dark Souls and all that, they got, like, published by Bandai Namco. I'm probably wrong, but I, I think I'm right. I don't... I don't... But Sony owns the properties of Demon Souls. Oh, so they do? yeah, I mean that's the oh, whole okay. reason they could get the remake done in the first place. Okay, I was I wasn't sure. I still, <laughs> I still hope they threw a bone to FromSoft for that though. I'm sure they did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did, but I hope they did because that's from from software and I and I you know, I hope that there isn't kind of like any bad shit happening in from software because to me from software has been like the Keanu Reeves of the gaming community. Badass <laughs> as shit, but everybody loves it. It's just a soft bunny, but it's badass as shit. <laughs> um, a, a quick random thing real quick. Uh, so, I know we're a couple episodes past it at this point, but you know, the, whenever we were doing the DMC franchise, Devil May Cry, uh, I said that the story wasn't like, you know, all that to write home about. I was wrong. Uh, it gets really deep. Yeah, so, but that, that's like, well, like you were saying, it's like, is that still in the games, or is that just like you have a, to a lot of it? A lot of it is in the games, but not like explicitly uh, told. If that makes sense, like it, it, if you just play the games, the story is rather simple. But if you like go into like the anime and all that stuff, and the the manga and everything like that, the story is actually pretty damn good. To, to me, at that point, it's just irrelevant because if you have to go to extra sources, then it becomes irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, and I'll and you know I'll even say that about Star Wars because like the extended universe shit in the books for everything that I've heard is badass as shit. Like I mean, it's super fucking cool, but none of it's canon. But in terms of like learning from the games themselves, the uh, I think you can get a decent bit of the story out of like reading like descriptions and stuff like that of like from like the files mm-hmm. and everything of like enemies and you know the characters themselves and yeah. all that and they they usually have a decent bit in there but like the the mangas and everything like that are like they really hold a lot of a lot of crap like they actually explain like when Virgil possibly had like got somebody pregnant with Nero and all that and everything and yeah and you know like like I said to me at that point the story like I, at that point, I don't care enough. Yeah. Now... The only reason I cared enough is because I watched like a two and a half hour long video on the full unabridged timeline, so... <laughs> I, know, I know some people that are listening, and you know, people in general could argue and say that I'm a hypocrite because I enjoy FromSoft games and their stories. But then again, I mean, yeah, you you do a shit ton of reading, but all of that's in the game. Yeah. Itself. Like, that, all that's literally just item descriptions, what you see and what you can infer. Yeah. And it's not like I'm having to go read like a fucking novel or you know watch an anime of a dark souls game to figure out what the fuck is going on because it's literally all right there yeah you just all you have to do is just read item descriptions to figure shit out but i figured i'd throw that out there just to kind of clarify that that you know like the in terms of just playing the games the story is relatively simple but in terms of like the actual deepness of the entire story you have to go to some outside sources for it yeah and, you know like i think we've talked about it before like body vidya and everything yeah all he does is read the descriptions in game and just list it in alpha and and, uh, it, and like more than that he also goes into like you know uh data mines and stuff like that and everything yeah. like other people do and all that and stuff and so they're just using assets that either are in the game or were in the game that were taken out that are still there that you can look at somehow. Yeah, just like how um, 
how um, that dragon at Arch Dragon Peak that you see way off in the distance was supposed to be a boss at one point. Yeah. Have you seen that thing's full model, like, mm-hmm. rendered up? It's fucking huge. Yeah. We thought the ancient dragon was big. It does not hold a fucking candle in the wind of that mm. thing. That, by far, if I want, it has got to be, like, I think it's bigger than the fucking Dragon Lord. And Dragon Lord's really fucking big. Well, like, that dragon is gigantic. I mean, hell, it's literally the size of a fucking mountain, for crying out loud. Yeah. But, wanted to get that out there. Um, in terms of the next episode, which, of course, is going to be a side episode, we got a... I don't know if I really say something special planned or something like that, but, like, we're going to probably get some guests on. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think we've talked about it on the podcast. I wouldn't mind talking about, like, some speed runs or some shit like that. Yeah, we, we can talk about those at some point. Uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll never be able to be, like, summoning salt, though. No, no. We'd have to sit here for, like, three episodes just to get half as good a summoning salt cannon. He, like an he goes in. He, he goes balls fucking Deep with Into, that shit. Yeah, I mean he. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, hell, you talking about like Castlevania and Contra? Those are like two huge speed run games, right there. Oh yeah, I mean a lot and of two D I mean, games. It, are... We didn't even mention with Mario, but Mario and like Legend of Zelda, you mainly see speed running with Nintendo titles because they're like the most broken <laughs> and the most popular. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can you can fuck with the FromSoft game. You can fuck with a lot of games. But, like, mainly those, because, like, you can, not, except for, like, uh, you really can't break Castlevania that much. That's pretty much just coming down to skill. Yeah. Now, there's, like, a few things you can do to break them, but that that one's mainly just skill. But, yeah, so, next side episode, we're going to probably have some guests on. Um, we also had a, an announcement real quick, uh, just to let everybody know. Uh, Elijah will no longer be appearing on this podcast. Uh, just to get that out there and have everybody know that. So there's that. Won't go into any details here. Just going to let y'all know that. So there you go. Well, me, me and Caleb talked about it. We're going to, I think we're still going to leave those up. We're not going to yeah. take those episodes out. But just for future reference, he won't be appearing anymore. No, no, he will not. But anyway, so... Hope you guys are looking forward to next week's episode. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, as always, I'm your host, Caleb Center. And this is me, Trevor King Cook. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Ciao.